Ag State of Mind, episode 123. Welcome to Ag State of Mind, a podcast that examines the stresses affecting producers of agriculture and how to alleviate these stresses and improve farmers' lives. In this podcast, we discuss openly the mental health crisis that is occurring in the agricultural community and what we can do to help turn it around. Now here's your host, Jason Meadows. Hello and welcome back to this episode of the Ag State of Mind podcast, a proud member of the Global Ag Network. I am your host, Jason Meadows. Today we go out to Idaho and talk to my friend Emma Siemens. Emma is a student at the University of Idaho and she is just doing some wonderful ag advocacy work online and she and I have connected over social media. We actually got to meet in person at the AFA Leaders Conference in Kansas City a few months back and decided, hey, we need to have a podcast together. I was on her podcast, the Bad Ags podcast, a few weeks ago. Actually, she's changing the name of her podcast to Ag with Emma. So uh, go look for that after you're done listening to this podcast. Um, we will link all of her info in the show notes. Uh, very excited for the future that Emma has in the ag industry. Uh, she is just a very cool and breath of fresh air uh, for the next generation of ag leaders. So, all right, here we go with my podcast with my friend Emma Siemens. All right, Emma. Welcome to the Ag State of Mind podcast. How are you this evening? I am good. Glad to be here. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so we uh, we're kind of doing a podcast swap here, which is really fun for me because it's important to kind of get one another's message out there. And, you know, even if, you know, both of our podcasts are ag adjacent, but they're, you know, they might be a little bit different in, you know, kind of the content that we're trying to put out there to the world. Um, but just to kind of tell everybody a little bit about yourself and, you know, what you're doing and we'll kind of go from there. Awesome. Okay. Well, hi guys. I'm Ag with Emma or Emma Siemens, S-E-A-M-O-N-S. That's my last name. Don't make fun of me for it. The S on the end is really important. Anyway. <laughs> I get a lot of crap for that. And I advocate for agriculture on the internet, much like a lot of other folks you may know. I started Ag with Emma as my brand in April of 2021. So I've been at it for almost a year, not quite though. And I started on YouTube. I was making videos of what I was doing at work with seed production. And then I was like, you know what? I don't really want to annoy my friends on my personal Instagram account with all these pictures and videos that I'm sharing. So I was like, I'm gonna make a new account so I can branch out, not share so much of my personal life with everyone on the internet. And it has really opened a lot of doors. I got added to a group chat in like June of 2021 with my Instagram account. And it just kind of took off from there because I got added to a group chat with a lot of other farmers that all had networks already established. So I'm super grateful I got to meet with them. Well, not meet with them, but associate with them and kind of grow that. And so I just share the real stuff about agriculture and I kind of have a unique background in not growing up on a family farm. So I grew up in a rural community, but I haven't like had the chance to, you know, go farm in the tractor with dad or kind of that kind of thing. So I got my ag experience a lot through FFA and then I worked for the 
University of Idaho Extension office in the town that I grew up in. So I got to help a extension agent with like cover crop projects, you know, all that kind of stuff doing research. And I was like, hey, this growing crops thing is really kind of cool. So I was like, oh, go to college and major in that. But yeah, basically high school helped out the neighbors with ag stuff. And then in college, so I got my associates from the College of Southern Idaho in agriculture, but I changed my major like five times because I didn't know what I wanted to do. It was like horticulture, natural resources. You know, I was trying to avoid the hard work of agriculture. And then I finally was just like, nope, screw it. Taking crop production classes. Everyone leave me alone. You know, I don't want to be a wussy in a greenhouse. Not that anyone in the greenhouse is a wussy, but <laughs> I just associated that with hard work. Um, so I did that and then I just built a lot of connections and I really found my community of people that I love and look up to through what I do. So I've worked the past two years in seed production in Idaho and now I travel all over the place and meet people on the internet and make a lot of YouTube videos. That was a very long-winded story and I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's cool. No, I think it's, it's just incredible because there's so much diversity within agriculture and it's it's important to for that to kind of be highlighted you know what people do how they do it differently and i think it's really cool that you've used the tool that is the internet to kind of showcase that through your own lens if you will because it, it may seem like it's a simple thing to kind of understand but it's really not and being able to do it like through your own experience is really cool yeah and that's something i've kind of downgraded on myself for you know it's like i see all these other people with like all the clout that have been raised on family farms or they have taken the initiative um maybe a little bit sooner in their journey in life than i have or you know like just that kind of thing but you see their stories and something i've learned in meeting people is that they're always going to make time for young agriculturalists and the future generation of ag and they're always going to make time for people that want to learn and so having those two combined really helps me out with making connections with people on the internet and it's not just that but like you also have to have this willingness to branch out and talk to these people because i meet with a lot of people and they're like emma you're you're so extroverted and it's insane and i wish i could be like you like how do you do it and i'm like well you just kind of talk to people like that's all all it takes like i just the desire i have to learn outweighs my shyness to mm -hmm. not talk mm -hmm. to someone you know so yeah no i think that's really important for people to understand like uh, so many people are i won't, I won't say everybody because it's not everybody but oh, oh i mean the overwhelming majority of people want to talk to you they want to take yeah. the time because they truly are passionate about something and they want to share that with you and you know and i do and carrie and i actually we love this about your generation your generation behind us and we love the fact that you're so willing to just go out and talk to people you're not scared and yeah. i think that's i think that's a really cool thing because for my generation and even generations before and we talked about this when we were recording for your podcast like we have this certain expectation of what things should look like for us and when we don't fit into whatever that expectation looks like we feel shame or we feel guilty or more embarrassed but there's absolutely nothing wrong with just asking the questions and just really getting to know like I mean, yeah. that's how relationships are formed. That's how exactly. things are learned. And we have to get over that fear. 
yeah, there's a lot of fear associated with, and it's like you said, I think at the AFA conference, so Ag Future of America, I think you've talked about another episode that I listened to. You definitely mentioned it, but I went to that and it was the first conference I've ever been to, you know, like a year ago, I would not have imagined myself sitting here talking to some dude that I've met once, you know, and have associated with on social media, talking on a podcast, like about agriculture and what I do with myself, you know, cause like I was always the girl that had less information than everyone else and who wasn't raised in it. So she didn't know like, oh, this genetic in cattle, like this genetic improvement is why we feed them this, this, and this. Like I didn't fit in in college, you know? I wasn't the girl that knew everything. I wasn't the girl that you go to when you wanna know about GMOs. And now it's like, I advocate for that on the internet, but it's because I asked questions and it's because I'm okay with putting myself in uncomfortable situations to help myself grow. And like, whenever I get scared of talking to someone, I'm like, okay, Emma, you just gotta, it's like, you gotta boss up. You gotta boss up right now. And just like, is this gonna help you or hurt you in five years if you go talk to this person, you know? Like, is it gonna grow your network or is it gonna shut you down? The worst yeah. answer they can give you is no. Yeah, and how how bad is that? It's not bad. It's not I bad. love I love it when people tell me no, because I'm like, ah, an opportunity to grow. How refreshing. <laughs> yeah, you know, and for me, like, I have a hard time, like, I, I do, I struggle with the fear of hearing no and reject being rejected. And I know that that has made me play things too safe a lot of the time. And, you know, I'm, I'm learning. It's good when you fail or it's good when you get told no, because it means you're getting outside of your comfort zone. Exactly. And the past year has just proven to me that I'm very good at getting out of my comfort zone, even when I don't like it a lot. Cause I've, I've actually lost a few friends doing this, you know, like I really talk yeah, to my, me about that. If, um, if you want, I mean, not like necessarily just friends, but I've lost touch with a lot of people that I thought were important in my life, mm. you know, cause like I placed a lot of value on just like being nice to everyone. And like, I, I really still value that. I love to be considerate and kind of everyone's feelings, boundaries, that kind of thing. I'm not the kind of person you're gonna find bashing on people on the internet, even if they're mean to me. But through this, like the people that I've compared myself to the most are the people that I've realized are not people that I really want in my life, you know? So I don't know how to explain it. But I've just, I've had people that I really looked up to and I've just like, you know what, that I don't admire their style of learning and growth and how they interact with people. And that is not something I want to surround myself with. And I, it's been hard, but I'm like, I know they're involved in agriculture. I know they're passionate about it. And I'm going to respect that passion, like from a, from a distance, but like people that can't accept that people are going to want to learn about agriculture or that they might be different in learning styles than another person. I just, I don't vibe with them anymore. And I used to want to be them so bad, you know, like I wanted to be the ranchers and the farmers and I wanted to be the cool kids that wore belt buckles to school. And I wanted to be the boot wearing, you know, goofy looking kids that like, I don't know, college was a very weird time for me and I learned a lot, but the t first two years of college, I made a lot of friends with people that I'm not friends with anymore. Mm -hmm. After I started this, I like noticed their lack of interest in my life. And I'm like, what the heck? And I don't know if it's because of the, the internet clout, you know, in quotation marks, because I got really big on TikTok. I noticed that people kind of wanted to talk to me still. 
and it's not even big on TikTok. It's like less than 15,000 followers, which is still a considerable amount, but my content is reaching people. And so I don't know if it's like jealousy that makes people like not want to talk to me or I don't want to assume that I don't make assumptions about people, but I don't know what it is. I just have kicked a lot of people out of my mental space and still respected them in their ways, if that makes sense. No, it does. And I think that's really important for people to understand is that it's okay Mm -hmm. to outgrow people. Yes, that is something that is huge in my life. Not even just in college. Like I've had to outgrow my own father. (laughs) I'm not trying to get all deep here, but like my dad, like my mom and dad got divorced and I had to be okay with that. You know, it's like, I've had a lot of things happen in my life that I've come to accept the fact that people aren't going to hang around, which probably messes up my mentality about a lot of things, but it's like, I don't really trust people to stick around in my life anymore, but that's okay. Like allowing yourself to think that is. But at the same time, it, it it helps you to be self-reliant. And that's something that's a lot of times I feel like, and especially people who struggle mentally, they, need someone you know like they they need a codependent and the the fact that you can kind of have taught yourself to be self-reliant it puts you ahead of the game I'll say that yeah independence is a huge thing you ask my mom anyone in my family my friends are like extreme independence to a top level like top notch like I won't ask anyone for help most of the time I've had to do that a lot recently. It's been a very humbling experience with like traveling so much. I'm like, hey mom, can you send me a couple bucks for gas? You know, it's like, which has been hard because as a college student trying to pursue my dreams of like interviewing people and traveling everywhere to go meet people and still trying to balance life, you know, the homeostasis, not the balance, but right, right, right. No, I've had to ask for a lot more help recently, but I've realized that like people have always wanted to help me and through my little independent you know, middle finger phase of like, don't help me. I don't want it. You know, I don't know. I guess I'm just making up for that now, or I don't know, but I've just found that many, many people are willing to help you. And there are so many good people out there, especially within the ag industry. Like I just, I love it so much. So I'm learning to be more self-reliant with a smidge of acceptance to service, I guess. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. And self-reliance is important, but you've also, you know, I think there's a lot of push and pull because I think we tend to see the world in black and white a lot, but the fact is that things are rarely purely black and white. So with that being said, you know, you don't want to be so self-reliant that you cannot help, cannot accept help when it's given your way or not reach out when you need to and i think you're gosh you're 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 learning that pretty early on yeah i get told a lot that i'm uh, pretty beyond my years of life which like sometimes i'm like okay yeah whatever old guy you know but i get told that a lot like strangers on the internet are like you just you know it you know you i don't know how but i'm like it's a lot of childhood drama anyway <laughs> but yeah, I really credit that to just how I grew up and uh, what I've done to help myself get over the things that have happened in my life. And it's hard to grow up fast, but it has really sure. paid off lately. Yeah. So we, you and I actually met 
at AFA. And I, before AFA reached out to me to speak at that event, I had no idea they existed, but I was very impressed with them as an organization and the people they brought forth and the people that the college students that I got to meet, I was just like, it was just an overwhelmingly positive experience for me. So I want I want you to like, kind of tell me how you got involved with AFA and like what that all looked like for you. Yeah, so I actually had no clue about it either until about September when I applied the night before it was due. And I just heard from an AFA ambassador at my school. They're like, hey, this is a really great opportunity. I actually think I heard about it one or two more times, like just dabbled in it from social media. I saw a story about it. I was like, oh, that looks cool, but I probably don't fit the box for it, you know? And so I looked at the application and I was like, this this seems really fun. And I had no idea the potential that was going to come out of that conference. Like you get to go... um, sit down basically with industry professionals from all over the place you know huge corporations um, startup ag tech companies you get to sit down with other people your age and just talk about like real life applicable principles and like industry insights that give you a head start in branching out and networking with your future not employees peers in the industry I guess if that's what that is and like people that are going to employ you so you're sitting at a table with like the corp, like the CEO of some company and you're like, I, I'm doing this right now and I'm having conversations with people and I'm like shaking and sweating, but it's cool, you know, because it's like, it's a lot of pressure to be able to talk to people that have like been in your shoes. But I think that's another thing, like you sit there and you realize you're like, these people have been in my shoes. Like these people have sat down at these tables with other industry professionals when like they were my age. Cause like a lot of those people were AFA attendees when they were our age. And you're like, I'm starting something bigger for myself. So I kind of forgot what the original question was, but it was definitely a very impactful experience. And I met a lot of people. I did a lot for my brand after that conference that I am working on publishing, pushing out stuff for um just progressing ag with emma but that's another thing is that i met with a startup ag, ag tech company and they were more impressed that i built the brand for myself than they were with my gpa and so i was like awesome well, look at that and especially with my major being like ag science communication and leadership communication and leadership is not something you see in degrees a lot and so they want someone that's able to communicate and lead their teams with also the background of like crop production. And so that is a very, what do you call that? A different strength that I bring to the industry and people that want to hire people is they take one look at your resume and they're like, so what does it mean to be ag science communication and leadership? Like it's all one degree and it's just a mouthful, but it's like basically that I'm applying marketing skills to a crop production side of things. Like I can go be a farm manager or I can, go do whatever I want really with my degree. I'm not limited at all. So people are really impressed with it and they are impressed with my ability to market myself online. And just to be able to like see that pay off at AFA, I was like, I'm doing the right thing. It was a really validating experience. Yeah. And I was just blown away by the, just the quality of people there. Um, You know, it's, it, it was, it was, 
to this to date the biggest conference I'd spoken at, you know, or the biggest room of people that I've spoken to. And it was a really just like fulfilling experience. And it was it was gosh, I think it was the first time that Carrie's actually gotten to sit in on one of my talks like that. And uh, she was blown away too. It was a really cool experience for the two of us to be there and, and experience that together and meet you and so many other, you know, we're, so we're in this position right now where we are kind of actively scouting colleges for our oldest Levi. He'll be graduating in 2023 and he'll actually be listening to this later because he edits all my podcasts. Yeah, look at him go. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And so it was a really cool experience because we got to talk to people um, about colleges that he, and I'm not sure if he is going to be, have an ag major or not. In fact, I don't think he's going to, but I do know that ag is something that's going to be in his future, much like me, you know, how you, we talked about on your podcast, how, um, you know, I'm, you know, even though uh, agriculture is not my primary source of income or my primary focus, uh, it is still something that's super important to me. So we're trying to find a place where a sweet spot where Levi can be kind of around agriculture, but even if it's not the same, even if it's not his primary focus. And, yeah. you know, it, it really opened my eyes to what could happen. And, and AFA sounds like a great place to kind of make that happen for him. Exactly. And, and I, I look forward for him to hopefully, if he wants to be involved in that, uh, because it just opens up so many opportunities. Yeah, I think that he definitely, like, I have only been to one track. So I was in track three because that's the track that they put the juniors in and the people, like the seniors that haven't gone. Because if you're a senior, you have to go to track four if you have gone to track three. So I would definitely recommend getting in on as many years of that as possible because there's a different aspect that they teach you and different things they focus on every single year. But I guess if he's already a junior, like you said, going to be a senior this year. No, he's in high school. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I just associated graduation with college. My bad, because I'm graduating okay. college. No, it's okay. So, yeah, I would definitely get him involved in that as soon as possible. I was going to apply for the ambassador position, but since I'm going to be on a custom harvest crew, like we're going to be super busy and I like, I can't ditch work to go. Right. Right. Things, but it'd be a super great opportunity. So if anyone's listening to this and I guess it's, the ambassador position is already, I think the application closed, but definitely apply to AFA. Like it's done a lot for me, for my standpoint and my industry respect and just people I've met. So in a few, a uh, few weeks from now, I'm going to be speaking with Grace Hasler, who was the ambassador. Oh yeah. Track. She was the industry, like not the industry. She was the, what do they even call those? The ambassador that ran it. Yeah, she ran Something that like track. Yeah. She did so good. She did she's so like well. a great speaker. Oh my gosh. I was so impressed with her and I told her that and I was very excited. You know, I worked with her very closely throughout the whole process. And, you know, yeah. I was just, you know, it was just so blown away by it. And I'm so like, you know, I, I don't want this to like turn into like a promotion for AFA, even though I would gladly do that. But it's uh, yeah, but it definitely needs to be promoted. It's not something that a lot of people hear a lot about. Like it's not, I don't know, like there's something with the marketing. That I didn't hear about it until my junior year of college, which was weird. You know, right. it's like, I want to hear more about these things, like put yeah. it on billboards on the interstate. Right, people, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. 
So, okay, I want to I want to talk to you about your decision to be a part of a custom a custom harvest crew. harvest crew, sorry. Yes. And like why that like how did you even like why and how did that even come about for you? So, this is a super funny story kind of not funny. It's just funny to me because it's from my internet exposure. I've never met any of the people I'm working with in real life which kind of sucks because I'm like, okay, what if these people are really crazy, but I doubt they are. So I have always wanted to run equipment, like running equipment mm -hmm. and like precision agriculture, like just, uh, it just gets me in my feelings about agriculture. I'm like, I love a good John Deere, you know? So I made a podcast with a dude I met off TikTok that does custom harvesting. He followed me on TikTok. I followed him on Instagram. It's kind of just that network. His right. name is Adam. I have an episode on it. It's called the custom harvest episode on my podcast. So I interviewed with him. He was down in Oklahoma at the time. He actually is from Canada and he comes down to work harvest. So that's my friend, Adam, that works for the company. I interviewed with him and I was like, I want to do this so bad. You know, mm -hmm. I was like, Adam, I need to do this. Like, get me in touch with your boss. I'm sending my resume, get me hired, you know? And so I sent him my resume and Adam's like, yeah, you're basically hired. And then the boss called me a couple of days later and was like, so is there anything else you need to know <laughs> and i was just like no so i don't have a lot of experience with driving equipment i am so nervous i'm nervous out of my mind because i'm like i've never driven a grain car i've never operated a combine like sure i've ridden in buddy seat plenty but i've never done it you know i'm like i'm scared of messing up it's that perfection thing we talked about you know but that's why you're there though you know, yes, that's the other and thing. And don't like, discount your time observing. And I, 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 I'm going to give Levi a shout out here. There's no telling how many hours he spent with me in a buddy seat of a tractor. You know, and yeah. you would think that you wouldn't think that, you know, you would just learn to do something by watching, but you do. And he's been able to step i mean i told the story on your podcast about how he was bailing hay when he was 14 years old that yeah. simply became from the fact that he observed me for so many years watching That's what true. i do and you know so don't don't discount that about yourself because it's not worth nothing Yes, that's right. And like, I discount it about myself, I guess, because I'm more of like hands-on, like visual trash for my learning ability. Like I, unless you let me get my hands dirty, you ain't going to get a thing through this thick head. Right. And so, but I am a super quick learner. Like I got to go meet a guy that I met on TikTok as well. And he let me drive his 9RX, which is a huge oh, John wow. Deere tractor. Right. Unless, like if you're like not the familiar, quad track. Yeah, exactly. And I got to rip ground with him in Minnesota this October. And I just caught on so quick that he just let me operate for the rest of the day. And so it was like, and yeah, you, I'm going to struggle with it. But you have done this simply by just communicating with people, yeah. basically just going and asking them. Exactly. Right. And everyone's like, Emma, this is so crazy. How do you travel all over the place? I'm like, people want me to come hang out with them. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to sound cocky or anything. No, 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 no. Yeah. But I mean, that's it. But it really is as simple as that. And I think that's a testament to how the agriculture community really is. We yeah. want, we want people. We are like, we are like hungry for, for interaction. They're so wanted. I know they all isolate themselves. My, <laughs> I had a friend once. I have a, I talk to a lot of boys because it's just how agriculture is. You know, I talk to a lot of farmers looking to learn. And some people might write that off as like scandalous behavior of like, if they don't know what I'm talking to them yeah. about. 
they're like, oh, there goes Emma, you know, the community get around or whatever. But it's really just like learning. And so I had one dude tell me, he's like, Emma, you don't have a boyfriend because you like talk to farmers that purposely isolate themselves and literally go crazy because they isolate themselves on purpose. <laughs> That's just, I thought it was funny because it's the same thing. Like they sit in a tractor for 24 hours, you know, on purpose and they enjoy it and that's my type so <laughs> everyone's like emma you're not in a relationship because you want to be in a relationship with boys that isolate themselves <laughs> so it's just a little ag funny but yeah the more you talk to people the more you're going to become friends with them the more benefits you're going to have in your life and not that it's like, using people but there's this you it's know truly beneficial thing exactly yeah so like all my experiences leading up to this, like I used to be scared to ask people if I could operate their equipment or if I could come help them for the weekend. And I'm like, now I'll do that willy nilly. And people tell me no, cause I ask so much. And I'm like, okay, but yeah, super excited for custom harvest. It's going to be May through November. So I'll do wheat mm -hmm. with them and then corn and beans. So those are crops that I have nothing, no knowledge about really. And like the process of growing and harvesting and everything in between, but I just got to say, I'm so envious of you. Like, yeah. I, and that's what, that's the other thing. That's what a lot of people say because no one, they regret not jumping on that opportunity. And I don't yeah, know. If that's you know, that's one of, okay. I don't like the word regret because I think it's, I think it's a pointless, it's a waste to regret. Something is a waste of time, a waste of brain space. Yeah. However, I do wish I will. I wish I would have branched out more when I was so I was very narrow folk, narrow minded when I was your age. Okay. I totally miss the forest for the trees. I was scared to branch out. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't want to mess up whatever I had. My plans were, and now granted, Everything I did back then led me to the life I have today, and I wouldn't change my life today for anything. But on the same hand, I would have loved to have had the experiences of getting to know people, of getting to know a different way of life, of changing a few things. You know, now that I'm close to 40 with, you know, a mortgage, a wife, four kids, I can't really do that anymore. So, that being said, if there's anything I could change, I would have been more like you are in when I was that age. You know? Yeah. Because I guarantee you won't regret it. I guarantee you won't regret it. Exactly. Like I thought about this a lot because I sat on it for at least two months. I was like, do I really want to do this? Because like it's hard. It is hard work to like, and it's hard on you mentally. It's hard on you physically to like stay up from seven in the morning to two in the morning harvesting, like same thing every day. Like I fought myself over it for multiple nights. Like I lost, I lost sleep over it. And I was like, Emma, what is the worst thing that could happen? Like all you're going to do is grow, you know? And like, you're going to find new connections. You're going to have new experiences and you're going to be able to tell your kids how much of a bad day you were when you were 20 years old. Like, that's all like that's all I'm gonna gain no it's awesome and look oh. and and good on you for recognizing that yeah you know it goes back to what we talked about you know thinking with the long-term perspective I think we talked about that yes. when I was on your podcast and that's super important so important yeah I agree completely so just shows you you don't gotta fit a stigma yeah yep you're right 
because you don't hear about girls going on custom harvest no and how cool is that though how cool is that yeah not trying to sound full of myself i hope i don't it's just i realize there's a different life no 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 there's a different (laughs) and there's you know i i do believe that there's something to be said about self-confidence and you know the what you know it, it it helps you it helps you and that's the most important thing for you and so i assume that you're probably going to be sharing about your custom harvest experience on your social media yes for sure where that will be where's so, that where's people where can people find all of that um i am rebranding myself everywhere as ag with emma right now my podcast is the bad ags i'm gonna change it to ag with emma but um, that's something that's in the process everywhere else though if you look up ag with emma i'm on youtube tiktok instagram facebook spotify anywhere you can find a podcast so i'll be sharing things hopefully through all of that and then um definitely youtube that's a highlight for who i'm working with they're like oh we love that you want to share what we're doing so yeah i've already made youtube videos but not about harvest so those will start up in may end of june i'll be done with school around may but if you guys want to see other things not related to custom harvest until then i'll be having more interviews i'm meeting with like Laura Farms tomorrow um, and Kale, her dad, they're super cool family. That's another, like, I love them. Like their whole family is so cool. Another, you know, good aspect to agriculture. Everyone's super inviting. Everyone wants to talk to you. So I'll be doing more interviews, custom harvest. I share a lot of stuff that's all very varietal. Well, maybe one day you'll make the trip down South to Missouri and we'll have a talk you and I ourselves in, in person. We can have a YouTube about cows. Like we can do it for sure. <laughs> Perfect. Cool. Well, Emma, this was uh, an incredibly enjoyable evening for me. Yeah. And, you know, you, uh, you know, you're a breath of fresh air and I, I, I sure appreciate you and what you do. Yeah. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. This is the first podcast I've been able to speak on other than my own. So cool. I talk really fast. That's, no, that's something okay. I'm learning. You make <laughs> I my, uh... run out of air because I, I get so excited talking about it. I just like, <laughs> So, all right. Yeah, it was good, and we will definitely have to get a YouTube. I always love to follow up on my podcast interviews. Let's do it. So, cool for sure. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Ag State of Mind. We hope this episode has encouraged you. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ag State of Mind. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify so you never miss an episode. See you next week.